why do I feel like I have to earn a rest? It's not a silly question. Come grab a cuppa and join me, Carly Thompson, for a little spiritual soul timeout as we talk about why rest is not a reward, but an essential part of life. Rest is not a reward. But how much do we treat rest that way? We put all these requirements on rest. When I've finished cleaning, then I'll rest. Or after I've marked the spelling and done all the photocopying, then I'll rest. Some of us even have lists so long that we will never be able to receive our so-called rest reward. Writer Mark Buchanan says that rest is in the rhythms of nature. It is so essential that God has mirrored it in creation for us to take notice of and apply in our own lives. I like to think of my husband who is obsessed with his grass. He has this little patch where the kids run off our back deck, they jump and they keep jumping in the same spot so it's wearing the grass down. And so what he does is he goes and gets a little marker and marks out a spot and then ropes it off so that they can't run and jump there. What he is doing is giving the grass rest so that it can grow. How much do we need to apply that in our own lives? Sometimes we need to put those little markers in our life and rope off some time to have a little bit of rest so we also can grow. Rest is something our creator put in place so that our cup or our soul may be filled to overflow, like David proclaims in Psalm 23. In Hebrews 4, Paul implores us to enter into God's rest and not to miss it. In Matthew eleven twenty nine, in the message, Jesus himself asks us to walk with him and Watch how he does it to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. He beckons us to enter into deep soul rest with him. Rest is an act of obedience and love. It's us surrendering ourselves to God's instruction. Because he is love and because he is good, rest is a gift given so we can receive from him all we need to continue on our wild faith adventures. Mentor and friend Dr. Alicia Britt-Sholee reminds us in her book, The Sacred Slow, A Holy Departure from Fast Faith, an absolute must-read. I will put this book in my show notes. She reminds us that God's people refuse to listen to God's request for Sabbath rest in Jeremiah 25.7. And the same is still happening today. She writes, we still struggle to listen and obey. And not listening is still toxic for our souls and our communities. And I'll add to our classrooms too. She goes on to quote Marjorie J. Thompson. In a world driven by the need to accomplish and acquire, in a world where we judge one another on the basis of performance, 
God calls us to the radical trust of rest. The radical trust of rest. There's a place there, isn't there, where we have to trust that resting first is going to be beneficial for our soul, for our spirit, for our personal relationship with Jesus. And from there, from that place of rest, we can actually flourish as teachers. We can flourish in our families, in our personal lives, in things outside of teaching. But rest is an essential rhythm of grace that we need to apply in our lives. And rest isn't meant for selfish purposes either. When we talk here about soul care and well-being, it's from the point of view of loving self because God loves us. Now, I was talking to Alicia the other day and she reminded me of St. Bernard of Clairvaux's Four Degrees of Love. And the first degree is love of self for self's sake, which is all about we are born like that, babies crying, feed me, meet my needs, carnal, selfish love, where we need our needs met and we love ourselves and we're trying to just survive. We're caring for ourselves for self's sake. The second degree of love is love of God for self's sake. God is there to protect me. He is there to make me feel safe or me feel loved or me feel provided for. The third is love of God for God's sake. And this is that beautiful, incredibly beautiful space that we all want to get to. And we have moments of it, but I, I know we, I know for myself, I definitely go back to the other one, love of God for self's sake at times. But love of God for God's sake is where we love Him because of who He is. And this is where we find that beautiful grace of God. We, we get to taste and feel and experience that grace of God. And here is where we begin to truly love our neighbor. It comes from this place of loving God for God's sake. Then out of that overflows this love for neighbor. It's pure love, not to obtain anything. We love because he loved us first. And this number four is where I think this love of of self for God's sake is it's a difficult place to get to, but it is something that we must do. It's a place where we have purity of heart and sincerity of soul. And it's a place where we love ourselves in Him. And in Him, we live and move and find our being. So we rest not for love of self for self's sake, but we rest because God created rest for us. We rest because we love God for who He is above our work, above our families, above everything else. We rest because we love Him. We rest because we want to move beyond love of God for God's sake into love of self for God's sake. When we intentionally enter into rest, we enter into God's presence. Rest isn't the reward. God is our reward. When we rest, we enter into peace and grace and love and our cups overflow and our souls overflow and we're filled to the fullness of full. And I don't know about you, but I want to minister from a place of fullness. St. Bernard of Clairvaux challenges us further by saying, The man who is wise, therefore, will see his life as more like a reservoir than a canal. The canal simultaneously pours out what it receives. The reservoir retains the water till it is filled. 
then discharges the overflow without loss to itself. Today, there are many in the church who act like canals. The reservoirs are far too rare. You too must learn to await this fullness before pouring out your gifts. Do not try to be more generous than God. And don't you want that? To minister daily for your students, to your families, to your friends, from a place of overflow, where what God has poured in can naturally overflow in your personal life and to your students. It's that place where love and grace and creativity and more flow as you program deal with parents, teach lessons. It comes from that radical trust that God's rest is good and flows through every part of your life. May you walk in His unforced rhythms of grace. May you hold your heart open before Him in purity and love. May you recognise the holiness in life and rest. Thanks for joining me for Episode 7 of It's Not a Silly Question, a Spiritual Soul Time Out for Teachers. If you have any so-called silly questions about soul care or spiritual health or teacher tips and tricks, you can email me at carly at carlythompson.com. If you really enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review or subscribe or share this with your teacher friends. Remember, rest isn't a reward. It's an essential part of your daily rhythm. Allow me to leave you with some words from a hymn written by St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Jesus, the very thought of thee, with sweetness fills my breast, but sweeter far thy face to see, in thy presence.